2: answer.
0: And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters. This is a special Christmas edition. Whether or not we even go over all Christmas stuff or not, I just figured we'd try and be in the mood a little bit. And Nico and Kyle got the message at least. Thank you, gentlemen. I didn't even participate. I went to look for my Christmas stuff and I, all I found was a couple ornaments. It was, it was embarrassing and sad at the same time. So, with that said, welcome the lovely Miss Janet. How are you, Janet?
1: I'm wonderful. And I just want to say I am not festively Christmas today either because um, I don't have any Christmas attire at all. So, I'm thinking I'm going to need to borrow or get the information where Kyle got his Christmas pants.
0: <laughs> and the kyle she's referring to is mr kyle from big dumb podcast Kyle, how's it going man hey it's going good
3: man yeah like janet said i have some uh, some kitty cat christmas pants that i uh you know y'all just couldn't see it unless my dick was out so that's for another show but i'm glad to be here man good to see
0: all you for this
3: little christmas special it's good to be with such a good group of people
0: and saint nico of upstate unconventional how's it going nico going great man thank you so much for having me very festive man i like it and you actually you actually jumped the gun i did <laughs> so last week i'm I got messaging that it's like <laughs> i got a text from you last week saying i'm all dressed up here when is the show i'm like it's next monday dude <laughs> i'm like you're a week early
4: He's
1: practicing
0: <laughs> it was a dress rehearsal it was like 9 15 i was like where the hell's the zoom invite oh that's great <laughs> and the new author of intergalactic totalitarianism which will be my holiday reading right here kyle from conspiracy in the force
2: kyle hey, congratulations
5: hey. man hey thank you so much I, I really appreciate truly appreciate everybody everybody's support it's been a it's been a grind um, writing and, and getting it together, but I'm glad it's finally out. And I hope, I hope people enjoy it.
0: I'm looking forward to it for sure. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping to push it on a couple of the people that I'm, I'm with of my family during Christmas. Cause it is, it's a nice short read, which is great, which for simple minds like myself, I can handle that. I can't handle those 500 page novels out there. you give me 150? I'm good to go. So I'm looking forward to it's,
5: it. It's got some good little red pills in there. You know, I think people, We'll start reading it and think it's about Star Wars. Then I'm like, 9-11 was was fucked up. Like, wait, wait, what? Hold on a second. Where'd that come from? So, yeah, if, if you know people that like, you know, Star Wars, uh, give, get, let, them, let them have a little read. It might, uh,
0: might red-pill them a little bit. Nice.
6: And last but not
0: least, Ryan from Dangerous World. How's it going, man?
6: Good, man. I'm going to have myself on mute all night until I'm talking because my computer keeps popping up with virus stuff. So I got to get that figured out. Did you hear that? Did you hear what? That one? What uh, kind of porn you've been watching, dude? Yeah. That's the what are you <laughs> What are you doing, man? I I don't. know It's probably Star Wars porn, dude. Congratulations <laughs> on the book, Kyle. it's Thank very you. <laughs> Interesting, man. I'm gonna have to pick one up. For sure. I, I can
5: now buy all the premium Star Wars porn I want. Now that's really was my goal. So really <laughs> is psyched. that
6: like a secret society?
5: It 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 probably is. I mean, there are there are some weird fuckers out there. I'll,
6: I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, I I would say so for sure. There's uh, a bunch of them on this episode right now, so yeah, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very excited for another one of these Monday Night Master Debaters, man. Thank you.
0: So, Kyle, how's it feel having the book actually out now? That's got to be quite a relief. It's it's weird. Like it didn't seem like
5: real until like I was actually like holding it in my hand, you know, and like, and then just looking, it it still just kind of feels like a, a weird ex- experience, but. I'm really happy that it, it finally got done. It's one of those things where like, even now I'm going through it. And I'm like, man, I, I should have changed that. I should have changed that. Like, so I know how, like, I know how George Lucas was when he wanted to redo the movies like 5,000 times. Like, this is just a short little book. And I'm like, oh, I should change this, 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 but um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a great feeling. And I hope to do, I hope to do more. So if, if, if people like, it, I'm really looking forward to, to doing more kind of stuff like this too. How long did it take you to write it? It was most, I was probably most of this year kind of on and off, you know, a few hours here and there and went through like a lot of different drafts of ideas and things. And, you know, I had a lot of different crazy concepts. And like, I mean, the really the driver is uh, for anybody who doesn't know about it is that, you know, like in Star Wars, the empire, like how the empire was built is like no different than how, you know, Nazi Germany was built or how the Soviet, um, Soviet Union was built. Like they they promise people all these things and they fill these people's heads with all these crazy ideas about how they're going to create this great society. And it's all built on lies. And, you know, we even see that now, obviously with all the COVID stuff going on, we're told that the powers that be want to do all this stuff to keep us safe and to help us out. But looking at the star Wars prequels, you know, the, the future emperor Palpatine said that the whole time. He's like, listen, I want to create a safe society for everybody da, 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 da. And at the end of the day. He's just basically like, fuck you. I'm in control. You're my slaves. And that's how all these stories end up. And, you know, there's useful idiots, all that kind of stuff. So it just, it's a kind of a cautionary uh, tale for people who are towing the mainstream line about everything going on now. Like, listen, in the end, you're going to be, even if you think you're fully vaxxed, like you're going to be fucked just like everybody else is. You're not going to be treated any better. You're not going to get any preferential treatment just because you you towed the party line this whole time. These uh, totalitarian organizations don't care about you or me. They only care about themselves. And they're going to get you whether you or try to get you whether you whether you like it or, or not. So it's um just to open people's eyes to a lot of the manipulation, everybody on here and a lot of people listening, I'm sure already, already into that, you know, they, they know that a lot of the stuff that we hear is, is false and falsified. And, for a specific agenda to give them more control and to put them in control over us more. So, Um, but no, it's, it was, uh, it's taken, you know, most of this year to do. And I, I'm really happy that it's, it's finally done and I'm actually working on the audio book right now. So that's going to take, you know, maybe another week or two to, to get wrapped up, but I'm, I'm happy to get that out because, you know, I'm like, well, you can't do, 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 you can't base a book off a podcast and not have like an audio version of it. That's, that's kind of silly. And plus, I know Kyle um, Kyle from Big Dumb over here, he told me that he can't read. So I wanted to make sure that I had a format for people that are unable to read. Um, I'm all about helping um, special needs people. So
0: that's... that's it's like the know, Derek Zoolander <laughs> school for kids who can't read well.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Hey, I got my fucking
3: doctorate from that school, man. Okay. <laughs> but Kyle, I, I do appreciate it. Um, you know, I was going to ask you like, you know how do you feel writing a book you know and you know trying to sell it to me and i can't even fucking read but to know that there's an audiobook where i can listen to it uh, it means the world to me man i really do appreciate it uh i'll pass it on to all my other retarded friends and we'll have a good time good and sorry guys my my camera just stopped working i don't know what's like i said first time doing this i got a whole new setup so I appreciate you bearing with me. I might have to just not have video for this one but um but Kyle, I really thank you very much dude. I really do appreciate that that means the world to me man
5: absolutely absolutely and like I seriously thank you everybody so much for your support it's uh it, it was a great it was a great experience, and I hope that, like I said, I hope that people people like it and appreciate it and i hope to hope to do more of it in the future. so here we go So how
1: was
5: it writing it uh with your kids Oh man, that's the that's the hardest part is like trying to find a few hours like at night. And honestly, like, like Nico, you know, you're saying your kids are at bed at eight o'clock tonight. My kids are bed about the same same time, you know, eight o'clock or earlier. So it's a, it's a few hours at night. It's a few hours in the morning. It's like, you know, at lunchtime at, at work here and there. And it's, it's really hard. I mean, I even took just a few days off work just to just to purely just get into it and write it because it's uh it's one of those things. I know a lot of people can relate to it. Like if you have an idea of something you want to do, you can't really do it when you're constantly interrupted. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if you have any kind of what, whatever it is, writing doing a podcast, anything you're like, I'm not the even when I'm doing my work at work and my boss interrupts me, it just like, it throws off my fucking mind and it takes me a while to get back into it. So just trying to carve out those like really nice quiet times. Um, and it was actually good. Cause it'd be timely when I would just be like drinking or doing something that, you know, wasn't <laughs> all that, all that productive anyways, but like it was, it was, yeah, Janet, to your, to your question, it was, it was hard trying to find that, that time away, um, which is probably why why it took so long. But, you know, I also tried not to rush it either. You know, I I wanted to make sure that I was still getting my sleep and was still being able to do my work and be a good husband and and, and father and all this stuff at the same time. So I tried to pace myself out a little bit, you know, so I didn't get burned out, but also I was able to kind of um, stay on task. So, yeah, it was it was pretty challenging. So it, it took pretty the good part of this year to, to get it all wrapped up.
1: Well, good job and congratulations.
5: Thank you. And and I will say, anybody out there on here or anybody that's listening, you know, it's if you have anything you want to write, seriously, it's if you can get it written, it's ridiculously easy to publish on a platform like Amazon. Seriously. It only takes maybe a half hour or so to to put all the stuff through there. And you know, you get, you get a pretty good royalty off of it. So anybody out there, like, seriously, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm no, I'm no freaking genius. You know, every, anybody can do this kind of stuff. If you, if you, if you have the mind to it, if you, if you have some thoughts if you have things that you think people um, can listen and appreciate. So uh, just encourage everybody, if that's something you want to do, Hey, go at it. You know, it's, it's one thing that I've always wanted to try to do because I always feel like, you know, for me personally, I get across, I personally feel like I get my message across better in writing than in like, like sometimes like a format like this, because I want to be able to organize my thoughts and make sure that everything is, you know, in, in a right concise, concise manner. Cause like, you know, with, I kind of have an introverted personality. So like, as soon as we're done with this call here, be like man, I should have said that I should have said this, I should have said this, this, this. So like in, in writing, it's a lot, it's a lot easier format for, for me personally. So anybody out there, you know, write down your thoughts. It's a, uh, even if you don't want to publish it, I think it's a good way to kind of, um, organize some things and kind of maybe get out frustrations, get out some anger, get out any kind of emotions that you you feel like you could, you could, uh, get
1: out. So yeah, yeah been
6: it a it therapy. Was... Yeah,
1: dude,
5: yeah.
6: You sound like the, the Yoda Gary V right now. Like I'm looking you in the eyes while you're talking. And then every once in a while I get a glimpse of those Yoda ears and it <laughs> throws me off, <laughs> but you're, uh, that's a beautiful statement
0: dude you're very motivational i like it I, i'm i'm definitely gonna get it and Brian yeah. hates motivational speakers i do <laughs> that's but one thing different. we've learned
5: if they if they yeah. had yoda, if they had yoda ears on you know you'd listen to any of them though
0: you
6: have right? to listen to things that people that have yoda hats on say <laughs> right
0: <laughs> oh where do we go from yoda ears that is the question.
2: <laughs> well, Yoda let's jump Dick. into
0: the. Oh yeah.
4: <laughs> I was gonna say, let's jump into the... everyone's first conspiracy: Santa Claus. When did everyone find out the truth? That's a tough one. Wait,
0: That's what do you is... mean? Yeah, when did you realize that Santa was when not you were a kid? Real. When
6: did you? <laughs> Santa's not real. Oh shit. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking
1: about dude? Ryan. i was
6: joking ryan i was joking
1: <laughs> he's still gonna find you on christmas i swear
6: well and yeah janet oh, you're saying that was... you're that you're not part of the whole christmas thing i think you've got the the blue light back there that means you're jewish right
1: isn't that the blue thing <laughs> that's, that's the tv <laughs> Oh, <okay. laughs> we, got, we have a light bar behind the tv yeah i was looking for the menorah colors if we want it to Yeah.
6: Well, I have the uh, my my Christmas tree. I need to post a picture of it. It's got red, white, and blue, so I got the blue lights and the white lights, and then I have red tinsel and then the uh, the golden turd on top to signify the podcast. So yeah, no, I, I have to show that. but yeah, I was accused of being Jewish when people saw the tree. It was kind of insulting, but it's fine, you know. <laughs>
1: Uh, that oh my goodness. I see a side profile of your nose. Just
6: kidding. <laughs> my <laughs> nose is crooked.
0: It's, I've broken it a couple times, so it's kind of crooked and it's big. That used to be my mainstay too, Ryan. I had the blue and white lights on the tree. I hate, I hate reds and greens. They always messed with my eyes and gave me headaches. So I always liked the blue and white and it was cool. And we, call, we called it the Chrismica tree. So it was kind of the best of both worlds. And no one can I get have a red, little. I,
5: I have a little bit of color blindness so like the red and green sometimes like throws me off a little bit because they kind of look like the same thing. So I'm disabled.
0: The Christmas is a that's great time for seizures. <laughs> if you if you are not good for lights, man, it can trigger. Well, well, that's wild. what they, you
5: know, all, I have been finding out, you know, and I think we've all known this our whole lives. Heart attacks and, and seizures, that kind of stuff only happens when the cold weather hits. So over the that's past That's right. Month, it only comes at
1: christmas time Mm
5: all only only it's 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 really it's a fun time for everybody that's awesome (laughs)
1: well hey the the encouraging message from the white house so Mm -hmm. everybody remember merry christmas to all except the unvaccinated because you're all going to die
0: and your families (laughs) are going to die too
1: yeah so Mm -hmm. happy holidays to you
0: so you're telling me I have something to look forward to this year?
1: This yeah, exactly.
6: <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, that is a very interesting uh, message. I saw that, and it's uh, you know talk about bringing the country together. You know what I mean? It's very interesting that they're gonna that they're gonna come at it like that. But um, that administration's falling apart, man. I know this is you know preaching to the choir here, but they are really flailing right now. I don't know if you guys caught that that little video um, with Charlemagne. And say what you want yeah. about that guy, but he gets some good, good content out there. I, you know, I don't, I don't really like the the Breakfast Club as a whole, but uh, that dude is very, very good at connecting with his his, you know, interviewee, and uh, he's like the Black Joe Rogan, even though I have my thoughts about Joe Rogan, <laughs> but like this dude really does connect with who he's interviewing.
2: Is
5: that his show called The Breakfast Club?
6: Yeah, he's got that with uh, with another. Dude, uh DJ Envy, and then a black lady. I forget her name though. And it's a it's a great morning show, honestly, even though it's very hip hop focused. Um, they do it's it's goofy and it's fun, and there's a lot of good, good information, but they talk with high-profile people. They've talked with Bernie Sanders, they've talked with Tulsi Gabbard, they don't talk with many Republicans, but uh, if you want to kind of get like what is what kind of propaganda is being pushed out to the younger kids. Uh, you'll definitely catch catch a lot of it from the Breakfast Club.
5: Is well, that the one that Biden is that the one that Biden was on last year talking about if you ain't if, you know if you don't vote for me you ain't black? Yes, sir. And so he okay. he got he got an incriminating. So he's got clip. both
6: of them now. Yeah, he's got an incriminating <laughs> clip from both. And it's very interesting if you watch that clip. Um, the the one that I saw, uh, Charlemagne was saying, uh, you know, so I, I want to know who's really in charge of the country is it Joe Biden or Joe Manchin? And then Kamala Harris just acts like she can't even hear him. And he calls her out. He's like, yo, I think she's acting like she can't hear me. And you hear you hear a a aide come in and say, like, hey, we need to cancel this call. Like, we're done. He's got you on the fucking ropes. And uh, she's like, no, I can hear you. You know, it's just it's very, very sloppy, almost to the point where I'm questioning if that was a setup. But, you know, this is my crazy brain thinking that everything's a freaking setup. But, uh, yeah, very, very. provocative conversations that dude has that sounded like yoda right there how i said that provocative <laughs> conversations
0: that dude has
2: <laughs>
0: yeah that that was definitely interesting you get you get what she and her reaction was just the typical babble right i mean she had no points she started rambling about you know s- tax cuts and saving money for black children and it just it was all nonsense i mean what her response I saw something. Anytime they, anytime
5: they get her like an off-the-cuff question, if somebody like sees her on a street, and ask her like, her response is is the typical, um, very assertive, but also has nothing to do with anything that the person is asking. She tries to make it sound like she knows we're talking about, but when you watch the clip, you're like, that was unrelated, and it's like the clip from the Adam Sandler movie, like everybody in this room is now dumber after hearing what you had to say. Every single time she speaks.
0: Well, the reason she got to the top because her mouth was full, not because she was speaking. <laughs> there you go. So it's not was her word.
1: stuffed with sausage
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> But then the other thing is, I don't know if any of you guys saw this, but uh supposedly in New York, there was a school system where they were passing around a an email went around to the teachers of uh elementary and middle school kids that they should now uh be aware of the signs of uh kids having strokes and heart attacks yeah i saw that is some of the scariest shit if you know if if you're thinking about that because now i mean this is real if they're if they're warning people and warning teachers to be on the lookout for the signs of it it's coming and Mm -hmm. uh You know, I don't think anyone's ready to start seeing kids developing heart issues. I mean, oh, but hey,
1: I mean, thank our government, because now they're investigating all the way down to infants for giving them this. So, you know, good on you, administration.
6: Yeah, it's very easy to to get, you know, frustrated with the way that the government is but it and it is there. there's something that we have to bring up where the indoctrination of these nurses right mm-hmm. janet i right. know you, you're 100%. you're yeah. a retired yeah. nurse right yeah. so i mean i know that you're more independently thinking than most and i actually talked about this on this episode i'm releasing for tomorrow morning it was supposed to come out last night but you know we already talked about all that <laughs> issue um I went to a Christmas party since this is the Christmas episode, figured I'd bring it up here. Went to a Christmas party and talked with my uh, cousin. I was wearing my government is the virus hoodie, which in hindsight probably wasn't a good idea seeing as how everyone no, no. in my family, other than me, my mom, my dad, and my sister are vaccinated. So my extended family is all vaccinated. They're all kind of old school liberals uh, at this point. It, it seems to be some virtue signaling, but uh, you know, I love my family, dude, but you know, my, my, Female cousin that's five years older comes up to me and she's an ICU nurse and she actually went to New York when shit hit the fan in March 2020 and April 2020. She went up to New York and worked in the ICU. Right. Saw all kinds of crazy stuff, right? I mean, this that, that was literally like if you're going to have like a war for modern day nurses, that was it. It was pretty hairy, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And so she tells me that she doesn't like my my hoodie and all this stuff, kind of joking at first. I'm like, why? You know, and we're going to go back and forth and we start the conversation. And she says that, um, you know, it's very irresponsible of me to get the vaccine. And she's got a master's degree. Very, very smart individual on on the books. And I start pushing back a little bit. Very civil, having a great like normal dialogue, normal debate. And she uh, starts getting a little hysterical. And gets upset with me because I'm asking her, well, do you know who invented the PCR test, this test that you're using for the gold standard? She's like, well, why does that matter? And I'm like, well, do you know who it is? You know, Carrie Mullis, he won the Nobel Prize for winning this thing. He said that you should not be using this to find viruses. Mm -hmm. She's like, well, that's not important. What what is important is there's a gene that some people have that make you more susceptible to getting COVID. And I'm like, oh, well, what's the name of that gene? I don't fucking know what it is, you know, and, and she's telling me this. And I'm like, well, how can you bring that up if you don't know the name of the gene? Exactly. And dude, she starts fucking crying in the <laughs> middle of our conversation because she can't. I'm some dummy that didn't go to college, right? And I'm actually pushing back more than probably the most educated people that she's talked to mm-hmm. because I have real things that I can actually bring up. I'm asking, how do we know that there's variants? She brings up the idea that there's sequencing tests. And I say, well, what are the sequencing tests? All that that does, is it lines up the proteins, right? Everyone has different proteins in their body so that you can't really break it down from a Correct. sequencing test. Correct, So, I mean, you know, and this is what made her cry. And I felt really bad, but at the same time, I wasn't stepping down from my point of view and afterwards, I was asking people, I was like, was I being a dick? And they're like, no, you know, you know, you, got, you guys were just having a normal conversation. She was actually the one yelling at me. And she started yelling and saying, I don't know shit and crying, literally. And, and you know, and, and so this is this is what's really concerning is people that love their family and maybe aren't as steadfast on their position as I am or we are or most people that interact in this community they're going to get brainwashed into doing this just because someone that they love and that they trust and maybe even look up to is saying, hey, this thing is important and it's life-changing technology.
1: Yeah. And it's true. And I, and a lot of nurses, um, and doctors, which I will admit, I used to be completely, um, idiotic to, uh, you know, the facts and tell, I got put in charge of the vaccines for children program. I was getting uh, state and federal information that wasn't uh, public knowledge. Uh, so it wasn't until I actually started reading that and reading, you know, package inserts from those and from meds and everything else that I was finally able to educate myself, myself because these are things they don't go over in school. Um, And so there is a lot of, uh, you know, like under under knowledge, how about that in the medical community where they're not educated on stuff or people that work for, you know, big hospital corporations and they're just going on the information that they have like during town hall meetings Um, that come from the president of, you know, the hospital corporations or whatnot. But what a lot of people need to understand is that a lot of these hospital organizations and stuff, they get a ton of money, federal funding, federal grants um, from the NIH, from the CDC, from the federal government, from drug manufacturers. Uh, vaccine manufacturers, the whole nine yards. And so the narrative is controlled uh, from the top down in the organizations as to what their employees uh, will and will not be privy to.
0: Speaking of the NIH, did any of you guys see one of the most cringeworthy videos? The head of the NIH uh, singing a pandemic song to the tune of yeah. Puff the Magic Dragon.
1: Yeah. Oh no. Francis Collins.
0: Yeah. I, I, that's Fauci's
3: boss, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I missed a-headed. I missed that one. I heard a reference to it, but I think I
0: missed it. Whoa, um, is it Collins? Here, let me see if I can yeah. pull it's it up It's Francis here. Collins. We, oh, <laughs> Kyle, how do you feel about that one, bud? Oh, here we go. <laughs> All right.
5: right, let's. Do you got this. it pulled up? Hit it. Yep. Right. Oh boy,
6: I hate it already. Let's go. Yeah, it looks like he needs to get pegged, <laughs> or just did.
0: Uh, it won't play. What's going on? Are you sharing screen? oh Okay. Yeah, it will not. Oh, he's be.
3: actually got the fucking guitar. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh
0: yeah, he's got the whole deal, but it will not play. What is going on?
5: Oh, it might be for the best.
1: <laughs> yeah it's
3: <clears throat> dude, it's because you got 50 tabs open dude what's wrong with you you animal
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> well while that's loading did you guys see the the awesome uh, acapella video the other day too oh
1: yeah that, that, that was, was fun about about getting
5: your booster yeah that was you know direct from the white house Ugh, Ugh. dude, it's
3: Ooh. it's so fucked it's so fucked well and while you pull that up um ryan what you're saying about your friend like an icu nurse one of my roommates from college, she was a, a nurse, a nursing major in school and all that. And she actually right out of school went to go work for the Mayo Clinic. And this year, you know, 2020, I hit her up and I was like, hey, what's what's you know, how's it all going? She's like, oh, we're furloughed. All of us.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: We're all furloughed. I'm like, why are you like I figured I would be like crazy busy. She's like, no, there's no one there.
6: So they right. that off. makes that makes sense to do when you have all kinds of bodies piling up in a hospital right I mean like this is I, again I hate just repeating the same things but it's clear dude that that this is what's going on i don't, Matt I know you're trying to play that but we still couldn't hear the beginning
0: all right let's try it
6: uh, oh there we go
3: <laughs> yeah, I heard this. No quarantine.
0: You all stay well and
6: healthy. thanks to a safe
5: taxi. Brought to you by Pfizer. It's been effective. What a fag.
3: <laughs> Yeah, I did hear that. I heard that on the No Agenda show. I just didn't know that guy doing it. That's ridiculous. Oh, it's awful. And it's
1: kind of weird that that, uh, he's stepping down from his position as director right at the time that supposedly the Maxwell trial is going on. And all of these other CEOs and big name people um, are stepping down while there's a pedophile trial going on.
6: So hmm. They're like write a jingle really quick, but on your way out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll get us more donor dollars.
5: <laughs> well, you know, one other note on the healthcare thing is, you know, this thing I've been thinking and Janet, I want to get your thoughts on this. I'm thinking that, you know, the hospitals and the, the big thing you hear is, you know, such and such percent of the people in the hospital with COVID are unvaccinated. and okay. Maybe that's the case, but obviously they don't tell you about people in the hospital with myocarditis and heart attacks and all this other stuff because the vaccine. But but anyways, um, I, I'm I'm getting the the feeling that the the ways and means uh, of treatment plans that they're performing for unvaccinated people are intentionally meant to make them worse or even kill them. I mean, let's be honest, they've been putting right. people on ventilators since March 2020. I mean, even here in Ohio, you guys may have heard over the past few weeks that people have been petitioning courts to have the uh, hospitals bring them ivermectin and other Mm -hmm. kinds of treatments. And some of them have been some have been successful and some and some haven't. And the people, people, the guy was on his deathbed. He was probably like days away from dying and he got ivermectin. I don't know if it's ivermectin or another, basically another kind of treatment versus just going on a ventilator and getting whatever the, the normal thing they do. And he walked out of there. Right. Talking about clonal antibodies, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's um, the sad thing is, but that's very true because, and what a lot of people don't understand is when you immediately stick someone on a ventilator um, while they're dealing with this, it works in reverse. So it actually causes alveolar damage in your lungs. So, and that's the you know, inflation sacks in your lungs. Um, So it damages those to the point where they can't inflate. So you actually, um, it's like a drowning feeling. Um, It suffocates you instead of helping your lungs. But the reimbursement that the hospital gets for a ventilator is so ungodly high. That's why they do it. Because the more um revenue generating uh measures that they can do like that, the more federal funding that they get. Yeah. yeah.
5: And it's and it's a double and it's a double whammy with the money too, because if you put people in ventilators and oh whoops, they died. Well, guess what? Right. Now you have then, a then you also they have a marketing plan for coming yes, in to get everybody come in to get the vaccine because you don't want to be like be like this sad ass over here just died because of it. Now come get the vaccine so we can make more money off of it.
1: But you also get money for anything that goes down as a COVID death. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. hospital always gets reimbursement for that as well. Um, which oddly enough, right before we did the show this evening, I got a um Little message from the state that I live in um, telling nursing staff and healthcare staff uh, that they're changing the ways of reporting deaths because uh, the deaths aren't coming in fast enough or aren't being reported fast enough uh, through the regular channels that they have set up. So they have set up a special Uh, reporting line to go straight into the state, which then in turn, you know, funnels right into the federal government as well. Um, It's like a straight line reporting system where they can report a COVID death immediately. COVID deaths and only COVID deaths, nothing else. They don't care about anything else. Um, So now they're skirting regular uh, state and federal regulations to, to, further this down the pipeline so they can, number one, create more fear, scare porn, um, stuff like that, but also that the hospital can get faster reimbursement for deaths.
3: When you saw on, I don't know if y'all watched the the Joe Rogan episode with Dr. Peter McCullough, and he he broke this down because because he was, he Joe asked, like, how are they finding out how, like, the death toll, like the ticker, he was talking about the CNN, like, death ticker, and he, the Dr. Peter McCullough who, by the way, is probably the most qualified doctor in the whole country uh, on anything. You know, he's just got credentials out the ass. And he was like, we he's like, I sign death certificates every day. And, you know, it takes about six weeks from the time of death for the death certificate to come in. Mm -hmm. We still to this day do not know how they were getting daily updates on deaths from COVID. And then I think I told this story before talking about hospitals getting reimbursed is like in March 2020. Um, my dad, actually, um, he he's got from all his years of drug use, uh, he's got a lot of issues with blood clots, right? Like just not without a vaccine or anything like that. he's just got issues right. with blood clots, and uh, he he felt one coming on. It started in his leg, and he felt it go to his lungs. Like he felt it get like dis. I don't know how it works. He's right. fucking. He's had tons of them, and he felt it dislodge from his leg and go to his lungs so he's like having a hard time breathing mm-hmm. and he knew exactly what it was and he goes to the ER checks himself in he's like hey I have a blood clot here's what it is and they were like we need to test you for covid mm-hmm. and he's like what the fuck okay so you, and, he, and so they put him on the covid floor of the hospital this is I think this is Baylor Center in Dallas mm-hmm. and um They leave him there for two days until his test comes back negative. And he's just suffering the whole time. Like they don't give him any medicine or anything like that. Like he's dying and his test comes back negative. They treat him for the blood clot. They test him again before he leaves negative. He goes home and then he gets a bill in the the mail like a week later. And he's like, you know, he, he reads, looks at the bill and it's like, I don't know, 70 grand or something for the week he was in the hospital. but you know, his balance was zero, but on the paperwork, it said COVID pay, you know, COVID treatment. And he, and he calls the hospital and he's like, Hey, what is this? I thought I, you know, tested negative. And they said, well, sir, um, your bill is like $70,000. Do you want to pay that? He was like, no. And they were like, then you were a COVID patient. So like from that's
1: the be- fraudulent billing, that's from the very be- fraudulent billing. From the <laughs>
3: beginning, he was a COVID statistic. I mean and that's how i mean imagine if that was my dad just some random guy randomly throughout you know all of the medical people you know uh, interactions in the country over the last two years that was at the very beginning imagine how often that's happened since then and then another story my grandfather passed away a few months ago he was he had cancer um all kinds of crazy i mean he was a he was on hospice like actively dying and he goes to the hospital for, for something, I don't remember what it was. I think he was like internally bleeding or something like that from the cancer. And while he's in the hospital, literally on his deathbed, they're like, "Sir, you tested positive for COVID." And they're like, "What?" They wouldn't let him leave. They wouldn't let his wife come in and see him, like all this stuff. And you know, eventually they were like, "Like my grandma and all my mom, my mom and her sisters, they all threw a fit." And he got to go home, but he, you know, he died as soon as he got home. Mm-hmm. But like. He was a COVID death, even though he was had, you know, stage four pancreatic cancer and was like going to die anyway. But they build it as a COVID death. I but mean, that, that,
0: all, that, yeah, that, that fits like 75 percent of the deaths, though. They're no, multiple comorbid right. Yeah. Right. And, and even
5: like that, even the diagnosis of a, a COVID positive, Janet, I know, I think we've talked about this before um, for, for the first year, at least. And I, and I work in, in, in the hospital system. For the first year, at least, anybody that was uh, on a Medicare plan, if you were an inpatient with a positive COVID diagnosis, the insurance companies had to give you 20% more than they were mm-hmm. going to pay you initially, just because, you, just because of, of COVID. Right. So, yeah. So there were so many fraudulent things that I know they say they're doing audits and going back, but there's no way they're ever going to, yeah. to really find out how much fraud, you know, And I'm going to be, lo- I'm going to be checking this over the next few years to see how much fraud really ha- happened mm-hmm. with this. I mean, we know the fraud with that payment protection plan, like millions and billions of dollars, people are buying Lamborghinis and shit with all that money that the right. government gave out for this. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. The amount of money that, that, um, were fraudulently, uh,
6: taken from taxpayers there's there's no reason that they would want to audit themselves accurately right i mean to your point kyle and then to to the other kyle dude sorry about your your grandpa dude like that's that's rough man that's always tough losing somebody but you brought up a really good point about what your dad was going through i would say anytime anyone's calling the hospital regarding COVID, record the conversation if it's possible you know what i mean like that's a great because then you can prove what's going on, you know, and obviously right. your your dad was probably very caught off guard by the way that they handled that. But I, I mean, know that like March 31st, 2020. So there was like
3: two weeks in that yeah. was going on. So really, he had no idea. I mean, he's a little more in tune of this stuff. Like he knew what was like what was going on. And as soon as that happened, that confirmed it for him. He was like, oh, this is a fucking yeah.
6: scam. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, and that's that's the thing, and I know I know COVID is a tired subject, and I know I know Matt especially doesn't really like talking about it. I, I'm not a, a huge fan of talking about it, but I would say if anyone is going to talk about these things, whether it be family situations or whatever, only say things that you can readily pull up to prove, because there are so many. You don't need to go off on on whims. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard the thing that Janet was saying about like how how hospitals are are getting paid. I haven't seen the documents. That doesn't mean that they don't exist. I actually uh-huh. do believe that those exist. But pull up things that you can actually readily show, yeah. because that was the problem. That's what made <clears throat> the argument go so well in my favor, is because mm-hmm. I was saying things that I could show right away. Like right. It took two seconds, please. So, I mean, what else do we want to get into here, other than just this the same thing that everyone's talking about with uh, with COVID, Matt? What do you? What else are you getting into?
0: No, I, I was, I wanted to take it down a little Christmas Avenue, see if anybody had any interesting Christmas traditions, uh, any interesting Christmas stories. I know, you know, whenever uh, we used to get together as a family, it was always a shit show around Christmas time. Cause it was, you know, fi- yeah. all the cousins getting together, the, you know, the parents are getting drunk and kids are just running the asylum and man, it was just mayhem back in the day
6: my family slaughters cats
0: it's weird but we do
6: it
3: like ritualistically well we you know we we bathe in the blood of our enemies over the past year we just round them up and you know um ryan is
5: that only at christmas or do you guys do
6: that throughout the year oh i see some meat behind you there no no he's like what cat did you say cat not mr potter No, no, no. I'm just kidding. I love cats. I mean, I don't like cats. I'm more of a dog person, but cats are cool, man. No, uh, honestly, dude, the, the the biggest thing that we used to do for me, Matt, to answer your question for Christmas, like, you know, traditions, um, it sucks when the older generations start dying off because those are always the ones that seem to hold the traditions together. Mm-hmm. Because let's face it, you know, the boomers had their problems, um, but the, the millennials, really don't have a clue when it comes to organizing family. It just, I mean, I i, I can vouch for that firsthand. My, uh, my uncle and my aunt, my dad's brother and uh, sister-in-law used to have the most epic Christmas Eve party every single year. Um, no one works on Christmas Day, so we would all get fucked up. I mean, I'm talking from the age of like 12. I was getting drunk as shit over at their house. And it was fun, like this one that we just did the other day. It was at my other uncle's house and my sister who's 17 and her little boyfriend were drinking and like taking shots and just having a good time. They weren't driving or anything. So like everything is safe, but it's a, it's a fun thing, man. Like there's something kind of special as, as, you know, dysfunctional as it is having like those couple of nights a year where like, you know, there's kind of no rules. And like, obviously no one's like, you know, killing anyone or anything, but everyone's like having fun and, and kind of breaking rules that are harmless, you know, drinking underage and, you know, doing whatever. It's just kind of a fun, fun deal. And it makes it, it kind of puts me in the holiday spirit, at least when, when you can break a
3: little rules. You ever uh, pop off some rounds for Jesus, bud, you know, just go outside <laughs> and just,
5: uh, <laughs> you? you know,
6: that's <laughs> a good time. just blindly shooting to the desert. No, I don't do that. Um, but it,
5: you know, you, I see, I see Janet doing that
6: for
2: real.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, where we live now, that is a distinct possibility that we may or may not be able to do that.
3: Mm-hmm. I always uh, you know, yeah, I'm I'm fairly young. I'm probably the youngest one here. I'm only 25, but uh, you know, the last, you know, when I was, you know, probably 16, 17, me and my cousins would always go for like Thanksgiving and Christmas, we'd always go for the walk. You know what I mean? Like right before everybody gets together to eat. You know, you already did presents, you already did a lot of fun stuff um you know you just go for that walk down the street and when and then you come back and you're ready to eat if y'all know what i mean uh that was always a good time you know um i my my cousins uh I, i got a huge italian family you know i probably got 50 cousins on one side on my mom's side and it's just it used to be a shit show you know my grandma lived at one point my whole family lived in the same town and my grandma had this tiny little duplex and we would all pile in there uh you know for christmas and it used to i mean it was insane you know everybody would buy gifts for everybody else all the kids i mean there's i mean i would break it in on christmas man it was crazy uh but as i got older i kind of realized you know it's really just about being with the family and kind of spending time you know you do you really don't see everybody The you know throughout the year you just see them you know once or twice maybe three times a year when everybody's together and you know after experiencing some lost over the last couple of years um really just trying to not necessarily change traditions but try to hang on to the best parts of them i think is the most important you know just trying to get people together and just hang out you know put the bullshit aside you know well we could i could easily walk in and deck my cousins in the face for the shit they they've done and said and uh, i'm sure y'all feel the same way about some people in your family so um but you know i always try to put it aside you know just hang out enjoy you know you don't have to talk to everybody but at least just try to have a good time that's that's what I'm looking forward to going into this this holiday It's just trying to relax you know just this year's been crazy the last two years have been crazy and uh, I think it's it's important just to take a deep breath and uh, try to enjoy enjoy the time you have you know what I mean because it's not forever that's something I've learned over the last couple years Dude, that adds
6: some magic to it, man. Hanging out with these family members that you really don't even like that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'll I'll totally piggyback off of Kyle's point there. Like, you know,
5: going through things in life, it it puts things in perspective. Um, And especially like you said about, you know, losing people. Like I lost my mom. It's been over 13 years. And I lost my brother three years ago, but like, now I feel like with my, with my two kids, I feel like like I've lost two people and now I've gained two people. And now I can start a brand new tradition with this, with this family I have. And it's like, I know a lot, of, a lot of people. And I know, Kyle, you're not one of these people. But there are, and you probably have no people like this that have been through loss and things. And they're so depressed and so anxiety-ridden about that kind of stuff about ho- around holidays and stuff. And, and I understand it to a certain point. But, but there comes a point where you have to appreciate the people that are here with you. You know, there's one thing right. to mourn and be mm-hmm. sad about those who've lost. And we need to respect those people's memory. And those people would want us to keep moving on. Those people would want us to keep their traditions alive and to start our new traditions. You know, so just just to anybody out there listening, like if, if you've lost somebody and, you know, we all feel for we all feel for you. We've all been there. We've all been through these kind of situations. But, you know, put it in, put it in perspective. There's always people there for you right here and now you
4: know ready to be with you and and start new traditions if you need to yeah i 100 percent agree i think starting new traditions is the best thing and uh i'm the complete opposite uh starting in 2020 we just stopped talking to family because we didn't agree, <laughs> agree.
1: with anyone Same. so yeah I, agree. I used to
4: dread the holidays because oh, i'd sad. have to see my cousins i'd have to see grandpa it just it was a nightmare and uh yeah since 2020, we kind of put our flag in the ground and we're just like, yeah, this is what we believe. And everyone just scattered. So now mm-hmm. we can do whatever the hell we want on the holidays. And it's amazing. So yeah, you're gonna see the
3: Spider-Man. You're going to go see the new Spider-Man on Christmas, dude. I never yeah. understood people who went to the movies on Christmas. And then one time I went with like my girl at you know high school, my high school girlfriend's family. We went to the fucking movies on Christmas and it was fantastic. It was the best mm-hmm. thing I ever did. It was awesome.
4: Yeah, those uh, people sorry. are called Jewish. Uh, it comes out of the woodwork I
3: I, I, think it it makes
6: sense went and saw a movie called Menorah
3: (laughs) The Passion of the Christ they're like yeah let's get this fucker
6: (laughs) let's go get this guy dude uh, i do, i have to i have to say right now like when kyle kyle the star wars kyle is saying these things it is so funny dude with that fucking hat it is so i, I keep i keep saying smart, I keep forgetting about it to be honest I'm i know like, damn, i can tell like, you're saying, saying the smartest, with, a, with a ball in my face well, yeah, you're, and you're saying the most heartfelt things, and you're very serious, and your fucking ears are flopping around. It's so good. No, I want it on. No, no. On. dude, you Stop gotta leave it. Stop it the show. Fun. Get the hat. It's dude, it makes it. It is so fucking funny, man. It's That's done. why I was like kind of chuckling when you were talking. You're saying the smartest <laughs> things, but it's so funny, dude. So, so Matt, what about funny what you, stories?
3: What are you doing for Christmas this year? Like, what do you? Wait, what's your kind of tradition? You know.
0: Who's that? Matt, Matt, what do you, what do you, what do you got going on this? Oh, uh, dude, mine, mine, I don't have, I am on the verge of restarting Christmas tradition. Okay. You know, uh, I, I got divorced last year. So Christmas last year was probably one of the worst holidays for me ever, oh. you know, just okay. being away, you know, after, you know, not waking up Christmas morning with my son for the first time and all that kind of stuff. But This year, I'm actually kind of looking forward to it because he and I have a little we're going to go take a week's vacation down to visit my sister. So that's kind of going to be our new starting our new tradition is we go spend a week down Mm -hmm. with my my sister's family and and uh, and and go that route. So in the past, I you know, it it was all uh, we were heavy into my ex-wife's family and they would have the wildest Christmas Eve party. It was kind of like a combination of her mom's office party, uh, family party, uh, her and her brother's friends. And so it was like waves. The early wave was like the office people. We drink with them. Then the family would come over and we drink with them. And then the friends would come over and we'd be up, you know, sometimes we'd bring up the sun, but the problem was once you have kids, you can't do that anymore. Because no, I don't know about you you and my wife,
5: me and my, yeah, me and my wife tried to do that this weekend and it was, it was awful. (laughs) I I, I went to bed, I went to bed at two 30, which was like three hours before my wife and she was dead the next day. She's still alive. You got to
3: think about like Santa, you know, Santa's got to come on Christmas Eve. So actually a few years ago was the first time I actually got to help being santa you know what i mean i got to help you know do the whole santa thing and i was fucking trash and i was like let's get this fucking bike in here let's put it together you know <laughs> like with fucking little ikea tools just fucking putting this little bike together and like eating the fucking cookies and throwing the carrots in the trash i was like
6: smoking is- a blunt putting a yeah. bike together for the kids
3: <laughs> yeah i was like this is the magic of Christmas right here i am this is the magic right now it's happening well dude, uh, you, dude you guys I, make me respect you feel like that
6: Yeah, you guys make me feel like a real piece of shit because my family, like there's little kids staying up to like five in the morning and shit. You know what I mean? Like it's (laughs) insane. I feel like they make the kids go to sleep, like take an afternoon nap. You know what I mean? Be like, hey, little shit, go to sleep. And then like, you know, they'll they'll wake up and they'll. I mean, the kids will rage right along with it. They're obviously not drinking. You know, you got to be at least 12 to drink but going nuts
0: going nuts. Yeah, we made we made that mistake yeah. a couple years ago ryan we let my son stay up till about midnight on christmas eve and then when he was up at like 4 30 quarter of five it was disaster that christmas day yeah, it's
5: it's it's like the opposite right you think you they stay up later they'll they'll wake up later no it's
0: if for anybody that's
5: about to have kids seriously it is the exact opposite they stay up later they wake up earlier it's it's uh-huh. garbage
6: uh, and <laughs> then they're trying to celebrate christmas. hanukkah when they're doing that too <laughs> trying to do kwanzaa and all these things it just yeah, gets get to the be
2: out
6: <laughs> yeah he starts talking about how how uh he's telling you that santa's not real and everything it's like <laughs> oh, just turn into an adult
3: it's you know chris mcquanzica that's the ultimate holiday it's like you know you, once you get a couple uh you know new eight black friends and uh some family members and then a couple of jew friends you know you can all have a good time and just do chris mcquanzica it's it's you know, when I was a kid, I, I told people I was Jewish and I tried to convince my parents that I was Jewish just so I could get an extra holiday in there. They didn't buy it at all. But, you know, every year for about five years, I was like, yeah, I'm Jewish, you know, because, you know, Kyle's a Jew in South Park. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm fucking <laughs> Jewish. let's go. And uh, it never worked out. But, you know, talking about Kwanzaa, that thing was like that was invented in like the 50s by white people. Am I wrong? Uh, you know, I, don't you think know, no. I have
5: no idea. I
3: don't think
6: that's a real holiday at all
3: yeah i think it was uh it was invented and then i also heard that santa you know besides the you know the occult and uh you know druidic uh, traditions of santa claus like wasn't it invented by like coca-cola in the like the 40s to sell more coke am i wrong the modern you know, like, the modern santa claus yeah yeah so i mean I, I mean nico you you look like the like krampus over here what's going on with uh, with santa you know like how did he uh, come to be is he uh
4: odin isn't that the origin stories of it
3: i don't know the only reference Dude, I have is like mushrooms and uh that krampus movie that came out a few years ago it was complete garbage
6: if my stupid fucking youtube live was working it, yeah so what happened was uh the catholics came into austria and turned what they had as santa claus uh a long time ago i want to say like 450 i mean Oh, you're muted, bud. Ryan, oh, oh. I'm sorry. So the, I, I want to say it was like 450 was the year that the, that the um, uh, Aus- the uh, the Catholics went into Austria and they turned Santa Claus into Saint Nicholas. And then they also had like the whole Krampus thing. And Krampus is, depending on how you look at it, Krampus could be the helper of Santa Claus or he could be the Satan to Santa Claus's like God and to to Nico's point yeah um, uh, Saint Nicholas could represent Odin or Thor they both ride sleighs or chariots ones pulled by horses ones pulled by deer or ones pulled by goats depending on how you look at it and uh, Krampus would be Loki because they both have horns like that right this is the stuff that we're talking about The, the episode will be out tonight so it's very interesting when you look into how they would run this whole whole scheme, dude. And uh, fun fact, I'll share this here. The furry community actually comes from Krampus uh, as well, which is very interesting. Although the, the parents would scare the shit out of the little kids on December 5th with Krampus. And then they would all go out dressed in goat fur and have orgies in the front yard. And this is where literally the furry community came from. If the kids were to come outside, they wouldn't see their parents having sex in the lawn or in the front yard. They would see a bunch of like goat like creatures uh, rubbing up against each other. So the furry community comes from this. You just had I'll to bring post it, up it in here. the forums tonight. That's good to know.
3: Yeah. Now I got a boner, dude. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> hey, so to-
0: so where does that annoying fucking elf come into play?
3: Because well, <laughs> all I know
0: is that tradition has to go real fast. Well, well, oh, you, shelf? Shelf,
5: you know what I thought about the elf on the shelf? So, like, the whole thing about the elf on the shelf is that, right? It's like watching you all year, all year long or all months long and make sure you're not doing wrong, right? Like, the same, but Santa Claus is the same exact thing, but that's all year round. So, it's like the elf on the shelf is just like one twelfth of Santa. But, like, I heard a crazy conspiracy about that. Like, that's like a, um, it's almost kind of like a predictive programming to a surveillance oh, state, right? Oh, you know, like, like, hey, kids, you're, you're being watched. Ha ha, it's just a fun little, it's just a fun little joke. Oh, now the elf on the shelf is just an orb floating above you. No yeah. big deal. You're just gonna have to deal with that the rest of your life. I'm like, like, damn, when I heard that, I'm like, that's kind of fucked up to actually think about that. But it's probably... is There's some truth to it
3: i never had elf on the shelf that was like a new thing when i was like a teenager i was like who the fuck is this guy you know what i mean like santa's the the fucking big brother over here dude my elf on the shelf is an asshole
2: what is it creepy where
3: did it come from (laughs) that's what i want. like when did this become a thing because i did not grow up with elf on the shelf but all my cousins love it you know what i mean i don't get it
6: yeah, we've been throwing a lot of shade at uh, Hanukkah and everything, but there is legitimately a Jewish version of Elf on a Shelf and I'm not even kidding. This is going to sound like a joke, but it's called Mensch on a Bench. I'm <laughs> I, I'm dead serious, dude. They have Mensch on a Bench and, and this is the same deal. I think it was just a copycat version like, of like, that, like Jew on the Stool, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's literally it's like a it's like an offensive 1930s version of a Jewish man uh, and it's just sitting on a bench. It's very, very weird. But yeah, this is a real thing. And to the point of Krampus, that's another idea. If you're if you're looking at Krampus as one of uh, Santa's helpers, uh, versus like the antithesis of him, uh, the pointy horns of Krampus would be represented in the elves as their pointy ears. So it's like it's just another. It's a weird way, depending on how you view Krampus and, and Santa. Um, it's a really interesting story, dude. It's something really fun. And I thought that, uh, I mean, there's tons of different ways that you can look at it, but, well, uh, yeah.
3: Have you heard the, the uh, so w- one that really stuck out to me as far as like the Christmas tradition goes, is that like the whole flying reindeer thing came from, um, uh, like these in the Nordic, I'm guessing traditions, I'm going to butcher it. The, I'm the big dumb. So I, I have the right to, um, like these, the, these mushrooms would grow, under the pine trees right these red and white like you know mario you know super mario bros looking mushrooms would grow under these pine trees in the winter and the reindeer would eat them and trip balls like the reindeer would just fucking go absolutely wild for these mushrooms and then uh that's where the whole gift under the tree kind of thing comes in is like these mushrooms grow under the tree and that's why we put gifts under the pine tree and that that's where the whole santa like the red and white kind of thing comes from the the flying reindeer because eventually people started eating these red and white mushrooms under the the tree and you know tripping balls as well so there's there's that Dude, and then there's, there's I mean you could eat, we I mean more potent drink if you the reindeer balls. pee oh that's what I've heard <laughs> yeah you yes. drink the piss and it fucking makes you trip even higher balls i mean i can't imagine well think about the
6: idea too yeah,
3: and it's and, losing it over
2: here <laughs>
6: <laughs> there's one there's one thing too where the uh the the goats that pull thor's or odin's uh cherry depending on what it is they're they're called uh tan grisniers and these are like mythical goats but if you're going back to that norse mythology with like uh thor and loki thor is red and loki is green So, I mean, you get your red and green Christmas colors right there, dude. It's fascinating when you look into it, like real, like there's just so much stuff that lines up and it's just, it's similar to religion, right? Like it's just stories borrowed from each other and then they're just rebranded to, to fit into the narrative of that community. It's cool.
3: When you look at like, uh, I remember like growing up, my favorite things to watch on, you know, around this time of year with a the classic claymation christmas movies like santa claus is coming to town rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and i feel like santa claus is coming to town is one of the like it touches them the best on like the origins of christmas you know like it's just this guy who's trying to help you know basically fight the fucking stasi by giving christmas presents to people and that like that's where i figured out like the the stocking thing like you know people would hang their stockings over the uh, you know above the fireplace to actually dry because they're walking in wet snow all day and then that's how he was able to sneak in and fill the stockings up like that to me that makes sense like how that tradition started but as far as all the other traditions like why do i have to bring a fucking tree into my house and get fucking pine needles i mean obviously now we have alex symbol man
6: oh is it it all about a dick Oh, no, okay. no, dude, it's it's very interesting. So since you guys are my friends and it's this is on my Patreon, actually, we, we but it's not out yet. So I'll share it because I, I had an epic fuck up. But, yeah, we broke down the, the, the uh, symbolism of the Christmas tree. So the Christmas tree represents fertility as a whole, the evergreen tree. Right. And then at the top, you have the star or Lucifer. This is the lone star of Lucifer and the lights going around the Christmas tree are the one-third of fallen angels or demons that are, are uh, following Satan. So it's all demonic shit. Oh, and the ornaments, the ornaments represent, in uh, a positive light, they represent shelter. So in the demonic sense of the whole thing, it's kind of op- like the ornaments on the tree represent an opening to a, diff- a different portal where demons can come into your home And I mean, it it is kind of interesting because when you think about Christmas, if you get caught up in the whole thing, you're kind of caught up in a whole like different mood. Like as a younger person, before I was into all this shit, every year, Christmas, like starting December 1st, everything was kind of more magical to me. Well, it's the Christmas
0: spirit, right, Ryan? I mean, that's exactly what it is. You get into that Christmas spirit, which is almost like a, a spell or a trance. Yeah, and it's you.
6: You want to just buy shit. You want to just throw money at things, and it it gets very uh very nasty. Uh, d- January fr- and you start the fucking year off on debt in debt, dude. If you're not like if you don't have your shit together. But Kyle brought up something good, dude. Matt, what do you think about talking about Christmas movies for a second, dude? I mean, Christmas movie. We can't. I don't think we can get away from from that
0: idea. You'll oh, shoot, no, that's you know? that's where go I was ahead, actually no. going to go next. I was going to ask everybody, you know, A, kind of what's your favorite Christmas movie? And then B, what is are, are some of the worst Christmas movies that you, you can't oh, stand? I mean, I, and, and I'll go first from a, the worst is anything on Hallmark or Lifetime. Any oh, of those on. movies? <laughs> I <laughs> that's that's Kyle's favorite, it's I know it new
3: is. Do every year, it's so it's something like you know, it's a it's a movie you've never seen before, and and they pump out like at least twenty of those a year. You got to give them props, dude. The Hallmark Channel, they do a good job with what they have and they pump out a
5: ton of movies. I'm not saying they're good movies. I'm not saying well, every single one is fucking Candace Cameron from Full House. Hey, I don't live here anymore, but now I'm back in town. Oh, my God, there's that guy I knew. Oh, my God, I don't want to be with you when I do want
1: to be with you. I love you.
2: The peasant. I hope you read your
1: cookies together.
2: Yeah, I hope that's 19 of.
1: I hope you read your audiobook like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Damn it. I got some, I got some editing to do. Shit. Uh... Hey, I want you to read your audio book in the Mr. T voice. Hey I, man, I, read this book. It's about Star Wars. It'll <laughs> kill you. Do three different versions. Do
6: the, do the, the gay voice, the regular voice. And then the Mr. T voice. That's how you make some cash. And then you you spend like a cheaper like, you know, you sell them each for 10 bucks or whatever, like just to keep it simple. And then you sell like all three for 20. And that's how you break it in, dude. I'll buy that value pack. Get all three. (laughs) Oh, my God.
3: So, Matt, I'm sorry to cut you off. But you you you, I just I've never been a fan of Hallmark movies, but I watched a couple at Thanksgiving and they were really, you know, they touched my heart in a way, you know, because I was like, you were drunk.
0: you yeah, you had to be because I mean, my my ex is into those, and and you could see him getting more woke and more woke every year. And I just can't. I, yeah. I that that's where I draw the line. I'll I'll watch Home Alone a thousand times over and over on replay, but I can't deal with one hour of Hallmark or Lifetime. Yeah, that's, Kyle, that's you like your vagina in your purse. No, I got it right here, bud. It's ready Jeez, for you.
5: Man. Well, hey Matt, since you brought it up, can I can I talk about Home Alone real quick in a crate? In a crazy conspiracy in Home Alone. I don't know if you oh, guys have heard hear of it. This. Okay, so here's the crazy conspiracy about Home Alone. Okay, I'm sure everybody on this has, has seen it. Okay, so the John Candy character that shows up halfway through the movie is a symbolization of Lucifer. Okay. Now, follow me. Follow me on this. OK, so Just watch this like
3: literally two days ago. So you better like wrap okay. tie it in good. Come on. Let's I, go. I,
5: I actually have it written down on my computer here. I'm not going to read it. But like, OK, so the mom, right, she's desperate to get home to her son. Right. She's at the airport. She's going from here to there. And she goes to the counter. And she says, literally, she says, I will sell my soul to the devil himself if I can get home to my son. And who happens to show up? This guy who says, hey, I have a way to get you home. I will help you out. So he he takes her in this freaking U-Haul, okay, back to where she lives to see her son. And in, in this U-Haul is all these sad souls, right, that never get to see their families. They're out touring. They're almost in like a purgatory Pol- type Pol- state. in
1: their polka van.
5: <laughs> polka, 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 polka. Yeah, they're in this polka van. These people never get to see their families. The guy said he doesn't even know what his kids' names are. He's never met his kids. So these people are in like almost like a purgatory, right? But anyways, the thought is that he gives her what she wants, right? Um, because he she had basically put it out into the universe. I will sell my soul to the devil to get home to my son. And then it, it goes a, a step farther too um, because he also says something really fucked up and it, it's played off as comedy. But if you actually think about this, this is very like messed up abusive. He says that, you know, to make her feel better about leaving her kid at home. He's like, well, one time I left my, son in a mortuary for eight hours and no it was fine you know he didn't talk for seven eight weeks after that but it was all good like it's like it's like funny when this is like you said like that's kind of fucked up right that's like that's like an abusive kind of like uh, a a thing so so there's there's that and the final piece of it that um, I'm putting on it is that she didn't keep her end of the bargain which is why her son goes missing again in the second one was right because because too? because yes but because you know how this all works like all these celebrities who have sold their soul whatever to do all this and this and this if they don't start meeting their end of the bargain that's when you start seeing the bad PR stories about them. that's when everybody's talking shit about them, right so mm-hmm. in the second movie she loses her kid again because she didn't meet her end of the bargain so there you have it John Candy God, is
3: and, and, and it's so fresh in my mind because I literally just watched it like two days ago and y- you're exactly right I mean he he, he plays it off as comedy. But it's it's actually kind of dark, you know, because I, I like, you know, I you watch the movies as a kid and you're like, yeah, it's funny. He like gets the guy in the balls, with the paint can or whatever. But like watching it now, I, I watched that and I was like, oh, God, like I, I had never caught that scene before. You know, like really like I left my kid at the fucking you know, funeral home. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Now that you bring that up. That's pretty intense. You could also put the whole, you know, child trafficking thing on the end of it, too, where they, you know, they got to get this kid because he's a fucking, you know, he's a cute little boy. And, uh, you know, obviously, he's a child actor. We got to We got to get him and, uh, you know, bring him into the fold. That's a uh, uh, fuck you, Kyle. That's all I got to say. You ruined you ruined Home Alone for
2: me.
6: <laughs> well, and if you look at how he looks today, he looks like he's been trafficked. That poor dude has gone. Yeah. To yeah. Shit. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: yeah. 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 So is that your favorite movie,
5: Kyle? Is that your favorite oh. uh Christmas movie yeah I would say between that and, and Christmas vacation that's just it's still hilarious every time I watch it it's just so funny because I think it just reminds me of my dad because like my dad's a great dude but like he couldn't fix shit for shit right so he'd be out there on the ladder like you knew something bad was going to happen so he gets a kick out of it I get a kick out of it just thinking of him him as that that that, that loony dude that's like a really nice family guy but like he he keeps fucking up shit it's 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 so hilarious
3: and what about your least favorite? Like your least favorite Christmas movie?
5: My least favorite Christmas movie? Oh my God. Um, I don't know if it's my least favorite, but it's, it's the cheesiest. Has anybody ever seen the, the Jack Frost horror movie? No. <laughs> okay, what? so they made this, so there's two movies called Jack Frost. One is like Michael Keaton where he comes back, he great dies movie. and he comes back to visit. It's a great movie. It's, yeah. it's sad, sad as I'll get out. I can hardly watch it, but like, there's a, a horror movie called Jack Frost, where this serial killer is on his way to execution. For some reason, they're transporting him in the middle of the night, which makes no sense. But his his truck or whatever that they're carrying him crashes into the snow, and it hits like a chemical truck, and he goes into the snow. So he becomes a serial killer becomes this killer snowman, and he goes throughout the movie killing people in various ways, having sexual relations with women. Um, shannon elizabeth from american pie it's it's a great beautiful beautiful scene um but then at at the end of the movie they figure out how to kill the snowman okay they kill him with and and a freeze
3: oh my god makes sense (laughs) Uh, it's it's the corniest thing
5: it's on amazon prime if you want to if you want to laugh and drink a few beers watch jack frost it's it's the dumbest thing you've ever seen in your life (laughs) for sure for sure and matt
3: i don't know if you ever said what your favorite christmas movie was you just kind of left a, i i i fucked you up with that hallmark tangent but what's oh your no favorite?
0: i i'm, I'm a home guy there's there's no okay. fans or bots yeah there you go. i'll take those I, I mean even if you want to go old i really do still enjoy uh the it's a wonderful life that's oh, one of those that is a classic and i have to watch it once every year by yourself you have to watch oh yeah I, you know, I, yeah.
3: that's one of those movies you have to watch by yourself because you're going to cry and it's like every there's got a it's got a little bit of everything for everybody where you know there's one part where you are going to be like oh fuck and you're just going to break down so yeah i agree i agree and what do you got kyle uh me so i you know say what you will about about will ferrell i do like elf i think uh you know it kind of came out when i was i don't know it, you know, preteen, you know, it was, just, it was just so, you know, it felt like a new Christmas movie. You know what I mean? There, you got the same shit over and over the, the Rudolph, the, all that stuff. And it it felt like a new Christmas movie. So I really liked it. And then again with Kyle national lampoon Christmas vacation, it, it just cracks me up every time. Um, and then worst Christmas movie. Um, fuck, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Another one I like is Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds. I don't know if y'all seen that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. That suit for part of the movie. Great. Yes. Movie. So, not so really good. a Christmas movie, but, but it's like if a Hallmark movie did really well and went to like the box office, you know, it did, it did really good. Um, but as far as like bad Christmas movies, I mean, any, like, I agree with you. The Hallmark movies suck, but I have, I have to give them credit because they pump out so many every year that it's like, you know, uh, you gotta, you gotta give them credit. But, they're they're terrible, so we will not give them
4: credit. No, <laughs> no, Nico, what you got for for Christmas movies? I'm going dark with this one. Me and my son just watched Gremlins, and he is a huge fan of Gremlins. I and- guess that counts as a Christmas movie. I forgot about that. It's a yeah,
5: good I forgot that took place at Christmas, dude. That's a good poll right there.
4: But uh I love that one, and we just watched Elf the other day too, and it. I'm in the same boat as Kyle. Like it came out when I was in like, I don't know, sixth grade or something. And it felt like a new movie. So I still laugh at it. I think it's hilarious. But uh, yeah, worst movie. I don't know. I, we just watched the newer one, the Christmas Chronicles two on Netflix. And that's just a Hmm. hot pile of garbage. Just totally woke. Just nonsense. It's the first one was okay. You know, decent kind of, humbling you know but the second one they just cash grab total trash but yeah there's a i don't know i don't i've always i was always afraid of the um claymation ones when i was little they freaked <laughs> me out so i never like really watched them I too see. much i've never seen it's a wonderful life so i'm gonna have to check this one out too yeah that's Dude, a watch, that's watch a great it movie yeah watch it by yourself
0: mm-hmm.
4: all right
3: <laughs> yeah, hey, you have your kid with you it will be like, my dad's a little bitch. Cause he's crying.
2: Like a
0: bitch. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. Another one that I, you know, that I, and I, I, it's almost sacrilegious that I left it out is the Charlie Brown Christmas too. Oh yeah. That, oh, that little yeah. short. I mean, mm-hmm. that was one we would watch every year and man, that thing never gets, I still watch it to this day at least once. So
5: why? why was he always so depressed? Like I feel like he may have needed some like pharmaceutical drugs because he was, he was
3: just he was always like
4: so nine sad. years old, dude. That's well, didn't funny. you hear the conspiracy on that? that He was like dying of cancer or something. And yeah. you going chemo? Oh, oh my god! Oh yeah, I
3: did hear that. That's that makes more sense. Yeah. Hey, I have I have a Christmas medical. Bald. I have a Christmas medical
5: question for Janet. Um, okay. Speaking of speaking of Charlie Brown dying of cancer, um, what disease did Tiny Tim have? Because he was like had a crutch he was crippled but he also couldn't breathe what was going on with tiny tim i thought, I thought was this loopers. was gonna be a joke <laughs> no this is a this is a serious medical diagnosis janet Tubercul- we need tuberculosis dude tuberculosis i have no is idea that, is that what it was
1: yeah i think I it no was idea.
4: tuberculosis
1: i was ready for a really important medical question like um during the <laughs> christmas season did you ever see somebody bedazzled their the JJ and I was gonna say yes. <laughs> what <laughs> that was next? That was the next question.
3: <laughs> did it did yes. they do a good job though? That's the question.
1: Um, if you like glitter, yeah.
2: Oh my did. god.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had we had um, a bedazzler in our practice that um, different occasions meant different uh, designs. So yeah.
5: But the glitter, don't you have to put down glue? Do you have to put down glue first and then the glitter to make it stick? Okay.
1: It works really well when you don't have hair. <clears throat> <laughs> hey,
5: now I'm kind of into it. Let's
2: go.
0: Watch <laughs> Harry Christmas. He's
1: like, honey?
0: <laughs> Watching Kyle's ears just sag right there. As he hair. caught it <laughs> 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 So Janet, what's your favorite Christmas movie?
1: You know, I like the claymation stuff, but I also love, um, and this is kind of raunchy, uh, but I love Dirty Santa, Bad Santa. Oh, Um,
2: yeah.
1: I I love that because. um, That's Billy Bob
3: Thornton, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Debauchery and stuff. But I also love, uh, and it's a really good one if you haven't seen it, but Family Man, which is Nicolas Cage and Teo Leone. That that was good, and of course, all the you know classics and stuff. The one classic that I can't stand because um, it was my brother's favorite, and we literally watched it every year without fail, is *A Christmas Story*.
0: Yes, thank you so but much for saying red, that.
1: Red Ryder, done. Oh my god,
0: something I... happened because hey, w- when we were kids, that movie was bearable but over time something happened in in that it late 90s cringe. yeah where they started putting it on 24 7 and mm-hmm. now it's one of those where you see it on you're like oh we have to watch this again not happening
1: exactly yep. yeah right.
5: so, like like isn't it supposed to be like funny a, like it's not funny you know
1: yeah and you know like you know the dogs eating the turkey and, and all this that the whole thing bumpers <laughs> yeah the whole thing was just like awful and uh you know of course when we were younger we we only had like three channels on TV and so they would have like marathon christmas on those three channels and so you know of course it was the old claymation stuff every year which i kind of like and i kind of miss those you know with the uh, what was his name burl ives that used to mm-hmm. yeah. sing the songs and stuff um And you know, I like all of the older stuff. Of course, you know, like the "It's a Wonderful Life" and "Miracle on 34th Street" and um,
4: White Christmas, all that.
1: But the White Christmas
4: is awful. Really, not a Christmas
3: movie. Really, (laughs) you got to watch the musical version. It's pretty good. What is the play they put on? Oh, it's basically just like all the songs. Uh, but you know oh. girls in like short santa skirts like kicking and dancing so i kind of like it as why th- are they
4: putting <laughs> the gender? I, I, I just sorry it's my wife's <laughs> favorite movie and i can't stand it
3: uh, as a as you know as a theater man it's it's always fun and you know also as a theater man every year i gotta go see the goddamn nutcracker ballet oh. and, i've uh, never oh my janet don't waste your fucking time or yeah no it, it is i'm uh,
1: not into stuff like that i can't uh, like if anybody was like here's some theater tickets i would be like shoot me instead i
6: would rather cut Seriously. off my pinky toe literally than go watch a yeah. play and exactly. kyle it's it's like weird too it's just like
5: weird fever dreams of like rats dancing and shit like it, it makes no fucking
3: sense no it makes no sense and it uh, but of course the russians wrote it so like there's tons of like communistic undertones um it's uh you know like it, it, it's it's really bad. Um, you know the dancing is good, depending on where you see it. Like if a professional company does it, it's it's cool because you know it, I, I respect dancing. You know that's it's hard to do. I can't do it very well, but as far as like the actual nutcracker goes it's awful it's terrifying and uh it, it makes no sense it's literally like a kid took a bunch of shrooms on christmas mm-hmm. night and he's uh watching all this shit happen <laughs> um, mommy
0: i saw lots
5: of rats in my dreams again
3: <laughs> <laughs> and a dancing nutcracker jesus christ <laughs> Ryan, did you say what your favorite your favorite movies were? Or, uh...
6: No, I I actually didn't. I, I've got a long list here of bad ones too. But yeah, the so the good ones that that no one mentioned. You know, Nightmare Before Christmas is a great Christmas movie, man. I hate the people that wear the clothes with Jack Skeleton. Those are some of the worst people on earth. But hot topic the, people. <laughs> yeah, the the movie's great, and then no one said Die Hard, dude. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Dad, Come on, movie.
2: <laughs> there's damn. a
6: Christmas tree in it. But no, uh, some of the bad ones, and I, I, you know, it's kind of funny. No one thought about porns. We're talking, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas on my face. Uh, Here's how the Grinch, how the Grinch gaped Christmas. Uh, Yo, 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 a very black Christmas tale. Uh, Then we also have Miracle on 69th Street. Uh, Drunk sex orgy, winter wonder bang. There's oh, a lot of classic. good ones here. There's a lot classic. of good oh, yeah. Yeah. All I want for Christmas is a gangbang. I mean, there's some good, good <laughs> names here for different barely legal... I think legal I've seen bitches. that one. That's the good one. Yeah. What about a barely legal bitch that stole Christmas? That's a good one. I mean, there's a lot of good names here. Christmas comes early, spelled uh, I mean, Deck the Teens. There's a lot of good names uh <laughs> there's no
3: deck the balls there no deck the balls. I mean, no but off. you
6: know there's ho 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 and okay, uh you know little christmas tale uh Mary x miss there, there's a lot there's a lot of good ones here uh and I, my my interest is peaked i, I just kind of thought of uh checking these out i think my favorite of those would be how the grinch Gaped christmas though that's a great mm-hmm. name
5: yeah. Well, his and I think grew- I also think uh, ho 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 the Kamala Harris story
6: was another really great Christmas uh movie too. Yeah.
5: And yes,
3: Grinch, You know, the Grinch's heart isn't
5: the only thing that grew three sizes that night,
3: you know. Um, well, yeah,
6: there's one that's called The Tits That Saved Christmas. That's great. And Tranny Claus? Are we kidding me? Come on. Tranny Claus. Let's go, dude. There's so
2: many good ones. Uh
3: you know, I did forget about the Grinch. That is a good one with uh, with Jim Carrey. That's actually a good movie. I do watch that every year, except I skip the fucking little girl singing parts. But uh, I am gonna have to watch some of those pornos, uh, Ryan. I mean, it's uh, I'm sure on Pornhub they'll be trending in the next week or so as we get closer <laughs> to the holiday. Um, you know, so I, I'm not gonna not watch it. You know, Ryan, I'm not Ryan you want to
0: send me some links to put in the show notes?
6: yeah please do yeah, <laughs> yeah so right now i'm looking at a tech media tech media attainment blog spot i'll send you the link but yeah dude so they they give you like 30 with an update 30 titles with an update and there is a a dirty santa title in here and i'm very disappointed in janet for saying that she likes billy bob thornton he made angelina jolie wear a vial of his blood on her neck remember that i'm not supporting
1: the movie because of who it is (laughs) because if that were the case i wouldn't watch anything yeah that's true except except um how the grinch gaped christmas uh partnered with ho ho kamala yes so those kind of go together you know? and if that doesn't
6: exist we
3: should make it we should we should well yeah.
6: there's i mean there are some great names i i can't i can't let go of any of these good ones santa is coming all over town uh this has been made back in 1996 <laughs> there, there's some good names here oh that's an old list that's not like the 2021 Christmas list no, no no there's some coming up from like the the newest ones are 2014 2016 this is santa's Wank shop. But yeah, you have. Uh, do they, do they even make them... movies
0: anymore? It, I don't it... think they make movies. Most of Yeah, it all seems like it's just Pornhub now. So the, the days of the long porn film may be dead. With an actual per-
6: story. You know? I mean, what happened to art? What happened to art? What
0: is Peter North doing these days? Well, well he's another you know, North Pole. I'll tell you that they're right making they're making, a, uh,
5: they're making a sequel to that ho 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 Kamala Harris story but it's it's a Charlie Brown parody it's called a, a Willie a Willie Brown Christmas so that's coming out very shortly as well
3: oh my god oh my god I'm gonna meet my
6: dude I saw I saw one that it, it was called a uh a Charlie bust down Christmas and it was it was Charlie with a huge fat ass on a stripper pole it was so funny but yeah no there's some there's like with the internet, man, there's just so many funny things out there. But yeah, I, I, uh, my include, interest is,
2: we What we about include you? Include that
6: in the What's show.
3: We need, we need to include that link in the show notes.
6: We will, and and uh, I, I think if you're white, you can't even watch Yo, Yo Yo Yo, a very black Christmas tale. That's pretty. That's got to be some kind of cultural appropriation type stuff. It's
3: like Leprechaun in the Hood, you know, like they. Talk-
6: Polar Sexpress. Sex Come on. There's too many, dude. Okay, Not starring Tom
3: Hanks.
5: Polar probably, Express, probably was the first
3: Christmas movie. That shit was so weird. The animation was so weird, and that fucking kid with the annoying voice. I mean, oh, it, was, fuck, it was awful. Fuck that it was movie.
0: Awful. Yeah, that's Jesus. one that can go, Kyle. I'm with you, man. That's terrible. Yeah, it was
3: awful. Ugh, Jesus Christ.
0: Link's Brian.
6: coming over to you there.
2: Uh- <laughs> 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 oh, no, you
3: just send it to all of us directly because I, I, mean, I got a few minutes after we're done here. Um, I might need to check some of these out.
6: Yeah, just for research, just to like cross-examine them. I, I would recommend. I mean, dude, there is some great names. I, I can't go through all of them because it would take quite some time. But I mean, th- it, there's some thought that went into these, and that's why I'm saying art is dead. I mean, they're not doing these anymore. It's just all about. You know, who can get the most like clicks? You know, it's there's all no production your, value, all about stepsisters, dude. That's fucking weird, very weird. <laughs> we could probably make some up like before the show is over. Like, uh, you know, and there's no other, I'm gonna look up some Hanukkah porns right now while we're on the air here. And,
0: uh,
6: oh, there's broadcast.
0: there is definitely a plethora of, of Jewish Hanukkah porn. Spin me like a, spin me like a dreidel on your dick.
6: <laughs>
5: oh, I mean, the, the menorah itself is already ready to go. That's all I'm going
6: to say. Yeah, dude, it is. uh I mean, there's. Sit and spin. Yeah. Yeah. I want eight. I want eight candles in my ass. That, isn't there eight candles? Yeah, I'm just making yeah. these up. I'm, Does anybody
1: I, have candles they could can send Ryan for Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> I got you, Ryan. I
2: got you.
6: Preferably blue.
0: <laughs> yeah, blue or blue or gold.
1: <laughs> oh man. So I have a question: What is the worst Christmas present you guys have ever received? Carton of
6: cigarettes.
3: That was quick to answer, dude. That
6: was wow. quick. That was the worst present I've ever gotten. I don't even smoke.
0: Hmm, that's a good question.
5: Now, Ryan. Now, Ryan, you said you, you, uh, people in your family can drink when they're twelve. What's the age for cigarettes? Is it, is it nine?
6: Four. No, no. Four. Honestly, none of it. Okay. No one okay. really smokes. No one really <laughs> smokes at all. Man.
3: Uh, yeah, that is a tough question. Um. I know like the worst birthday present I got, but I don't know if that counts as Christmas.
4: I don't really have a worst present, but when I was in third grade, this is a kind of a funny story. um, Me and my brother were being little shitheads and we wouldn't go to bed. And my parents were like, you know, if you don't go to bed, Santa's not going to bring any presents. And I was kind of on the fence at that point with Santa Claus and, you know, whether it was real or not. And uh, when we woke up in the morning there was nothing under the tree <laughs> and I'm Like my parents were just like "We told you and uh then we like went out and my dad like stacked them all up on the back porch but dude that if you want to mess with a kid's psyche <laughs> don't Damn. put any christmas presents under the tree yeah
2: that's, that's harsh, harsh. no joke
4: right there
6: who who uh mentioned their birthday for Christmas? Are you Jesus? Who said that? No, no, I'm saying my, my birthday's
3: in June, but I know I can identify <laughs> really quickly what the worst birthday present I got was.
6: And oh was, yeah, cuz you're like was, I don't uh, know my birthday, birthday counts for Christmas, but you know <laughs> I just thought that was like straight not at all. Jesus know, reference.
3: I, I'm set up pretty good, you know, like when I was a kid every 6 months I got like a, a boatload of, of shit, you know, cuz June and then December.
6: That's um, like ideal. deal.
3: Yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. I feel bad for the kids who were born in like December, January, because like your parents are just like, fuck it, we'll group it all together. Here's your birthday slash Christmas present. I felt bad for those kids. But the worst birthday present I ever got was it was like my fifth birthday. And one of my fucking degenerate uncles got me a pair of like girls panties. And I opened them up in front of everybody and I just started crying. And then my aunt started singing.
2: It's my party and I cry. (laughs) And like, uh,
3: like it scarred me for a really long time. Um, But as far as presents though, you know, I really don't, I don't recall. You know, I was, I'm an only child um, up until high school. I was an only child. And uh, you know, I, I was a fucking brutal person to buy presents for just because I was like fucking this I would, my mom would get me exactly what I wanted for, like asked for, and I would still be upset. You know what I mean? I was like, this is not but that goes back to like the magic of Christmas. Like it's supposed to be like this awe inspiring thing. And so she'd give me exactly what I wanted and I would still cry about it. Cause I was a little bitch. You know what I mean? Fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, I mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Um, you, you, do, you did great. You were the best. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry. I was an asshole.
6: I hope she's not listening. Honestly, I just listed off a bunch of porns. <laughs> she
2: might coming be all one. over your face. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Everybody send, t-
5: everybody send Kyle panties for Christmas. Kyle, I put your put s- your, s- put your address in the show notes.
6: <laughs> I'll take them. Let's go. I was going to say he's wearing the panties right now that he was <laughs> crying about. That's funny, dude. Now I, I did get a dollhouse pants. <laughs> yeah those are my christmas big boy pants no i got a. I didn't get a dollhouse one year for christmas which was weird um but i was into that architecture shit that's why i like those animated movies and stuff i'm always like into artistic things so it was kind of funny i actually got one of those as like a four-year-old i got a one of those electric trucks you know that little kids drive around and a dollhouse and i was more attracted to the dollhouse than i was the truck as a four-year-old because I was more into artistic shit and God bless my dad. He didn't think I was gay or anything. You know, he just was like, Hey, well, he called you a baguette, but you know, he didn't think you were, he gay. probably didn't. He probably went and cried silently in the shower, but he didn't, he didn't say anything to my face. And I grew up to be a, a somewhat respectable uh, and dysfunctional male. So, you know, it's fun, but you know, it was weird because like I saw the videos too and it was, Like, if I had a kid like that, I would have been like, oh, boy, something's wrong with this kid. You know what I mean? Like, he's going for the dollhouse. He's not interested in the truck. And, uh, you know, but then I grew up and I started loving, like, you know, I I used to race motorcycles and stuff as, like, a teenager. And it's just weird how thinking about, like, drawing it into something that's, like, simple, like, you know, how today is. Parents, like liberal parents, would see a kid that's attracted to a dollhouse. And really push like transgender reassignment surgery Mm -hmm. at age seven. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, he likes a dollhouse at age four. Let's cut his dick off. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's crazy. So, yeah. Really, it's
3: like we should give this kid a fucking hammer and a two by four and let him go to town. Like, really, that's what
6: that is. Or teach him how to fight or something. You know what I mean? Cause like, Mm -hmm. you know, just let him, let him be a, let him, let him figure out what's going on. Um, Cause like I always used to like Barbies too, like Barbie toys. But I would always just take their clothes off and like look at their <laughs> their bodies, you know what I mean. And so like it was just it's very interesting how like you could you could try and uh, select what you see in your kid, how they're how they're going through things or or figuring out their own path. it's It's very interesting now that you kind of asked about the shitty gifts that we've gotten.
1: I think the worst thing that I ever got <clears throat> And this was from my dad. Uh when we were little, because I guess uh he was not the one that used to do any of the shopping. Um, I got some old spice. <laughs> <laughs> like the the authentic Old Spice, yeah. So I got old spice uh for Christmas. <laughs> That like is something cow. you will never yeah. forget.
0: Yeah. That's a that's you'll an never forget one. that
1: smell. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing is being that young, like I always know if somebody's around me that's wearing that that smell now, you know, because it was <laughs> the aftershave stuff. And so I, that's something I just n- will never forget that smell because I was like, Oh, this is awful. Yeah, I didn't know what old spice was at the time, but yeah.
6: The MK ultra you.
1: Yeah. So, yeah.
6: That's
5: crazy. I just remember hating like, getting. I just remember hating getting like clothes as a kid. And I'm like, damn it, I wanted mm-hmm. fucking Legend of Zelda, mom. You know what I wanted? I don't want these. Here's but some now that corduroy I'm.
1: corduroy pants, Kyle. Oh, right.
5: Here's some corduroy pants, Kyle. Wear this. Oh, that's so sharp. You yeah, look so, so cute, <laughs> dude. I know you're about to say
6: it, Kyle. But how much do you love
5: getting clothes now? I love getting clothes like my wife gets me all these awesome like Star Wars socks. I'm like yes, putting dude. these Star Wars socks. On. I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm a real man. I'm going into my work with a <laughs> baby Yoda sock on. I'm a real man. Mom, look at me
4: now. Like My you favorite to thing to get my
5: Star Wars socks.
4: Like she be a fucking nerd. <laughs> I just bought my son a uh, uh, Mandalorian beanie. And uh, when you pull it down, it's got mesh in it. So like he can pull it down over his face and see. And it looks like nice, Mandalorian helmet. Yo, um, that's
0: awesome, dude.
4: But yeah, and the other thing too, like this is something, and it's that sounds so like bratty as an adult now and stuff, but like as a kid, like my dad would always buy, like, I like for the longest time, I asked for a Carhartt jacket and he would get me like a bear jacket or like <laughs> you know, just the knockoff brands. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like it does the same, but it's just like. Anything, anything you asked for. It was always like you got the gift, but it wasn't what
0: you really wanted. Right. Yeah, it's like what Kyle said. It's like you you had that list and they can get you everything on that list. But there was always that idea in your head that there was some magical gift you didn't put on your list that they were going to get for you. Exactly. And 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 it never came because you didn't put it on your list. So how the hell are they going to buy it for you? I know
5: my parents. I think, when
2: were...
5: I, I think when I was like 15 or 16, I asked my mom for this movie. And she had no idea what it was, but I know my dad knew what it was. So on Christmas morning, I'm opening up *The Silence of the Lambs*, and my mom has no idea what this is. And my dad's like, "Wait, wait, 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 is that that one about that like cannibal dude?" I'm like, "No, no, dad, it's just a, it's just like a kids movie. Don't, don't worry about it. Excuse me."
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, it was great every Christmas and birthday to watching my dad figure out what he got me for. for <laughs> yeah, Christmas yeah. And my birthday Like I'd be like. You know, I'd open it up and be like, thanks, Dad. Thanks, Mom. And he'd be like, you're welcome. Like, he had no fucking clue. And Let to me see day, that but, thing, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, he's like, wait, what did I get you? Pass oh, that over. Oh, I remember now. And he has no fucking clue, but he paid for it, you know? Thank, shout out to all the dads out there who try hard. I appreciate you. Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah, yeah. My dad was, I mean, to this day, he's like, you know, I have no idea. But this year, actually, I actually tried to make, you know, build all my Christmas presents for everybody, mm-hmm. partly to save money and partly to just to, you know, give it a shot. You know, and uh, I, I, I told my girlfriend, or now my fiance, uh, yeah, congrats her,
1: on her. That. congratulations. Oh, Thank congratulations,
3: congratulations. It. Um, I told her I was like, all right, next year we got to start Christmas in like before thanksgiving because you don't start thinking about christmas most people until after thanksgiving and you're like oh we got a christmas shop and all this stuff uh but you know me making all the presents this year i was like fuck i don't have enough time like we gotta fucking i gotta spend some extra hours in the shop just trying to get shit done um well are you talking about decorating before
6: thanksgiving because that's psychopath talk no
3: no no i mean uh, like like getting all the pre, like what you're gonna buy who you're getting gotcha. for, all that kind of stuff, you know, it's one of those things like you don't think about, and then you literally have less than a month before you have to get it all done after Thanksgiving. So I was like, we gotta figure this shit out like September, October, just to make it easier on us. Cause God yeah. knows by the time you're you think about it, you're like, oh shit. And you know, thanks to uh Brandon, uh, you know, the supply chain, the supply chains, all that stuff, like, you know, you might not get what you need. Um, but hey, shout out to the USPS workers out there. I know I hate you and your institution, but um, y'all been doing two shifts every day. They come at like seven in the morning and like four at night. So they've been they've been doing a good job.
1: Hey, can you go to a facility in Texas for me and tell them to send my fucking package that has been sitting there since <laughs> December the 4th?
3: Oh, God it hasn't
1: moved since December the 4th. What is it? What is it? Um, It's a life pipe.
3: A what? What the fuck is that?
1: It's a life pipe. Um, and a
6: sex toy? I
3: don't know. Yeah, it <laughs> sounds like it
1: belongs in one of those
6: movies that I was it, just listening
1: um, to. I'm waiting for it to get here so I can make my movie, God damn it! Oh, um, oh what? Yeah, no, it's a It's a pipe that's um, carved out of wood. It's real skinny and it has um, like cotton filaments that you put in it and you put essential oils on the end and you inhale them and it clears up your lungs and sinuses. Nice. And, so yeah it's been sitting there since december the 4th and has never moved jesus
6: interesting well here in texas
3: so
1: if you're listening to this uh usps workers uh fuck off
6: (laughs) (laughs) yeah they suck i mean i know they they're they do their their best though man you know it's tough amazon does suck though
3: everyone's i keep saying like oh they're gonna put us in camps and then I thought about it I was like, imagine the people with the DMV trying to put us into camps like they, they it would be it would take like years to get, you know, one city into
0: the fucking camps they're supposed to go to. You're like,
1: going to have to go home, get your electric bill. You need to bring your electric bill, too.
0: And a check. <laughs> Who has a checkbook anymore? You need exactly. a check. Yeah.
6: Three forms of ID to get into the FEMA camp. But yeah. <laughs> no, none to vote. That's how it goes. Right.
1: Right. That's not required
0: well i think this is a good spot to wrap it up here um let's take it around the horn uh plug all your stuff and uh and we'll get out of here and we'll start with you janet go right ahead
1: dookie dookie uh you can find my personal pages on instagram at no janet you can find me on twitter at or, or excuse me instagram is at deplorable janet Twitter is at NoJanet, K-N-O-W. You can find my podcast, Deplorable Nation, on every platform, as well as Alt Media United and ActualActivist.com. Excellent.
0: That's it for me. And thank you again for joining, Janet. It's always a pleasure having you. Thanks
1: for inviting. It was fun.
0: Uh, Kyle, go ahead. Which one?
5: Which one?
0: Ah, uh, I was kyle waiting. One to see or who kyle would jump two. first?
5: Uh, go ahead, Conspiracy Kyle. All right. Um, so I'm Conspiracy Kyle. You can find me at conspiracy underscore kyle on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, like we talked about earlier, I just wrote a book, and it's uh, out now on Amazon, a paperback and Kindle. Soon to be on audiobook. I lost my train of thought there. Um, so uh, stay tuned to my social media, and I'll. For more links there um, my podcast is called conspiracy in the force um you can find that on every podcast platform as well and matt thank you so much again for for the invite and thank you everybody for all your support oh
3: of course hey, for kyle those just listening what's for those just listening what's the name of your book kyle
5: it's called i i had a few beers so it's gonna be hard to say it's called intergalactic <laughs> in yeah it's called my book it's called kyle's book <laughs> no it's called uh, intergalactic totalitarianism Authoritarian tactics and traits in a galaxy far far away in a galaxy not so far away.
6: <sighs> right Did it. it. Nailed it. <laughs> you get that? You should, you should make one called uh, Kyle's book. Let <laughs> <That'd> me be <dope. laughs> This is Kyle's book.
5: <laughs> Kyle Maha <laughs> high a book.
6: We'll co-write it, you know.
5: We'll co-write that. Yes. Great. Yes. Yes. You yeah, you just say the words to me and I'll write them down. There we go. <laughs> Life is like a box
4: of chalk. <laughs> Nico, why don't you go? All right. Uh thank you again, Matt, for having me on. These are always so much fun. Uh my show is Upstate Unconventional. It's on all the major platforms and on Alt Media United. And you can follow me on Instagram at upstate underscore unconventional.
5: Excellent. And, and by the way, and by the way, we're getting Nico to write a book next. Everybody. Keep telling him he's writing a book next. He's doing it, right. whether he likes it or not. All right, Nico, you're up
0: next. It's on you. All right, uh,
3: Kyle. All right. Hey, yeah, Matt, thanks so much again, dude. This is always, like, like Nico said, this is always so fun. Uh, it always gets a little wild. I always get a little too drunk, uh, but it's with great people. And, uh, man, I wish I could spend Christmas with all of you. It'd be so fun. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, Kyle at the, uh, the big dumb podcast. You can check us out on all podcast platforms and alt media United and, uh, actual as well. And, uh, uh, Instagram hit me up the big dumb underscore podcast. Uh, we'll have a good time. Always looking for new, new people to get on the show, new, uh, conversations to have, you know, um, and it'll be a good time. So, uh, Matt, thank you so much. And I hope you all have a merry merry uh non-occult christmas i think uh that's the best way to do it just and and enjoy it spend some time with your family have a few beers and uh you know just just get ready for the new year because 2022 is going to be fucking wild i can tell already hey congrats again on the engagement man hey thank you dude i'm i'm super nervous i'm i'm actually terrified uh but you know uh that's how it goes my uh i took an arrow to the knee and we'll uh we'll see how it goes from here
1: Oh, and congratulations on your deer,
3: too. Thank you. I'm a hunter now, certified. Uh, Shot two deer this season. Um, Hope to get another one before the end of the season. And uh, the next one, I'm just going to get all jerky so I can send you guys some fucking jerky. I don't want to send you guys like raw steaks or anything, but <laughs> I guess I'll definitely be sending it out because because uh, I, I want to share that with you. And so that's what it's all about. Sharing the the, the uh, fruits of my labor or the, the bounties of the hunt, I guess, with the with all you great people. So thank you, Janet. I
6: appreciate that.
0: You're welcome. And Ryan, go ahead. Plug away, buddy.
6: Yeah, thanks as always for having me on. And yeah, dude, there's so many things going on here. I kind of makes me feel like a big piece of shit. Kyle's killing all kinds of animals, getting engaged. The other Kyle. I mean, this should just be called the Kyle episode because the I
3: other Kyle's writing a fucking would, book. I, I was hoping that'd be the case. You know, I was like, this should just be the
5: Kyle show. Uh, <laughs> it'd be, it'd be so this is the Kyle show. <laughs> I already got the intro. We're ready to go. Kyle, we should start a podcast, call it The Kyle Show.
3: I mean, we'd get oh, so many, all the Kyles in the world would hop on, you know? <laughs> oh, man. So much, army. so
5: much monster would be drank. I mean,
3: so much. <laughs> and so
5: many <laughs> holes in drywall.
6: It just being insane. And
3: I'd <laughs> be so, so sick stand if... Stand if drywall would not stand
6: change. We would fucking destroy drywall across the world. <laughs> just call it Kyle and Kyle versus drywall. And everyone that you talk to is named Kyle or Kyla. That would be sick. <laughs> yeah. Like yes. Any chick has to be named Kyla. That's my sister's name. But yeah, dude, um, very, very fun uh, little Christmas episode here. And I do agree with uh, Big Dumb Kyle that it would be so fun to spend a Christmas uh, with all the, uh, the crazy conspiracy minded people, man. It would be really, really cool. But, you know, we can only hope maybe someday, maybe one of us will make it big enough to where they can fly everyone to a location. We can have like a beach house or some shit Or
4: when we're all in the FEMA camps.
6: Probably. That's probably more realistic. Uh I was trying to keep it light, but that's probably more real. Um, so yeah. It it would be uh Yeah, yeah. Did you hear
5: Janet? Did you hear Janet got poisoned the other day? Oh damn it, that's crazy. (laughs) I think you're next,
6: bro. This is the post
2: office. (laughs) Oh my god.
6: (laughs) That's no good. That is not good. Well, you know, honestly, I uh, always have fun on these and Merry Christmas to everyone. I don't say happy holidays because all the other ones are bullshit. So Merry Christmas. And uh, yeah, dude, just having a great time uh, doing the show. Dangerous World on Patreon. You can just find over there or find me. Uh, and yeah, dude, it's always fun doing the Monday Night Master Debaters and talking with all you guys, man. So thank you guys for, uh, for chatting with me, dealing with my bullshit. And uh, Matt, what about you, man? What's going on over there at the uh, Great Deception?
0: Oh, we're back in action. I just I just finally got my... I had to take last week off after being sick. So uh, I, it's good to be back with you all. And, uh, and thanks for joining me. Merry Christmas, everyone. And uh, yeah, you can find my stuff at the Great Deception Podcast. I'm at the Great Deception Podcast on Instagram. Uh, I have some videos on YouTube. They did take a couple down the other day. Uh, you can also go check out Bit, Shoot and Odyssey. I'm starting to post stuff over there as well. Uh, and Alt Media United, go check out all of us over there. Um, I, I believe everyone on here is in there. And uh great place to follow everybody and support all us podcasters. So uh, with that said, guys, again, I can't thank you enough. Merry Christmas to all. Have a great night. Stay safe and stay strong. Question everything.